what a mysterious way to start our first show in October. Spooky. Not spooky enough, though. Just spooky-ish. Yeah. What's like up, everybody? If, if, if October were... If we were to take the percentage of how much spooky there should be right now, we are at uh, 29% spooky. Well, don't you miss the days when, like, October 1st would happen, and then you'd be like, oh, shit, Halloween, not, oh, it's September 15th, Halloween. No, it's like, oh, shit, it's September 15th, Christmas time. Oh, man, the dollar store near my house already has Christmas stuff. Yeah, Walmart started putting Christmas stuff out. I cannot handle it at all. It's just, it's not. My store got Christmas stock in two weeks ago, and it has to be out on the floor for purchase i think by november 2nd lovely i thought a lot of stores had that mandated november uh, 11th rule uh i i don't know anything about this so i, I know, know like a lot stuff of... comes trickling in throughout the month but yeah i know that like actually they started putting out like gift sets oh yeah like the bay will and stuff yeah um i know like malls have this rule where until uh, the Reveille is played. <laughs> you can't play Christmas music um, loudly. And that's just... <laughs> There's the of... key word, loudly. <laughs> yeah, if you're just in your back room and you're 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 dancing to deck the halls, nobody's going to stop you. But I guess sometimes they will. But uh, we don't have a very spooky show today. No, no, no Halloween themes here. We are going to talk a little bit about uh, the Joker and some, some scary movies that are coming out. Um, but we have, we have a we have a fairly, I would say, news heavy episode. Not a lot of. Well, I mean, David's opinion is the most important opinion in the world. Yeah, I am the people's the, choice. According to one person, you are the people's choice. Yes, you are the person's choice. <laughs> and the person is also people, so therefore, you are the people's person's choice. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, if you want to talk quickly about spookiness, we have the Joker that came out this week. Uh, you have the animated Adams Family coming out next week. Um, the biggest movies coming out following that are going to be Jay and Silent Bob's reboot, Maleficent, The Mistress of Evil, and Zombieland Double Tap. And there you go. <laughs> There's your Halloween. Oh, Zombieland comes out this month. Yeah, it's gonna. I'm pretty hyped up about it. I, I find it weird that like everybody they're introducing also is named after a city in the United States. Like, everybody else came up with the exact same concept. Mm-hmm. Are, are you kidding me? Uh, but we'll see. It's ten years later, and the apocalypse has still happened, and it should be fun. Because uh, qu- one sorry. thing we know about the apocalypse is that it doesn't just stop. It just keeps on going, baby. keeps on apocalypsing. Yeah. Um, what do you know about the Joker? I haven't seen it yet. Um, for those of you who know me... Um, that there's been some things and some stuff in my life, and uh, I've been, I've been kindly told by some friends that it's probably not the best movie for me to go see in public. Um, not because I'm gonna don a Joker mask and go crazy. It's more or less there are scenes in the film that are highly disturbing, and there is a chance that I could possibly react poorly to them and not enjoy my movie going experience. So that's a big old Netflixer for me. Yeah, and I was told not to watch it because I tend to take my clothes off. 
is fair. I'm just I'm just joking. I don't do that. <laughs> Can you imagine? I can't watch movies unless I'm in the nude. Do you remember? Was it last I year? I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> was it last year or two years ago? The whole prank was like the apocalypse came, so people would just leave like sets of clothing in the center of the road and oh, made it look like. Oh, that was 2012. I want to say it was like the rapture. Oh yeah, rapture party. <laughs> yeah, yeah that that happened. Awesome. Yeah, I I I want to see um, Joker. I've heard some. I've heard good things about it. I've heard people that dislike certain things about it. Um, but uh, I'm not going to kind of say who specifically, um, but someone I know, uh, I guess just recently, just recently watched it and actually was very offended by um, some stuff in the movie. And oh, interesting. I guess I guess there is a uh, little person in the movie, and they make uh, jokes about that. Okay. Um, I mean, this the, is, this the, is the, the thing Joker I was a sadistic clown person. Yeah, like it's literally a movie about a a, a villain, like a super villain, if you want to yeah. consider him that, right? Um, and there's been multiple multiple movies in the past that have had little people in them and jokes and and it's. Now, Troyer's mini now it's unacceptable. I don't know, like, and and they actually someone actually brings it up uh, the fact that uh, uh, let's see, like there was the movie Little Women, um, Austin Powers. Are those movies no longer okay because of that? Like, I don't know. So, and but that that's not the the point I'm trying to make is that this movie, um, it's it's getting a lot of reaction. I think overall like you get the people that are t- are telling you you know maybe you should hold off watching it in public because there's stuff that might trigger some uh emotions that you don't want to publicly display or, or deal with right absolutely Whereas there's other people that are seeing the movie and thinking like oh this is totally what the batman universe needs this is a great origin story i love it but then there's all these – this is something that I never would have thought of is someone getting so offended or upset over a character and 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 comments in the movie. And is that the point where – so, like, I understand your situation, right? Because certain things, like, even though it's a movie, right, um, certain things are – can be portrayed and relatable in real life. Yeah, but get, at, at the same, the same time, time like, certain situations like uh, when it deals with little people, when it deals with people of color, stuff like that, right? It's 2019. These things, you have to be able to, to realize that people don't go around or generally people don't go around and making jokes, like making midget jokes because it's, it's, coined offensive nowadays right but in this movie in the scenario in the situation in the in the story it fits into that right it's kind of like uh what was it um i forget what movie it was movies with um like gangster movies and stuff like that like not like uh, the godfather gangster movies but like more modern day 
African like get rich, die trying. Right? Yeah. yeah. I could see a lot of people who are totally against racism and all that stuff and the use of like the N word and all that stuff. And those stereotypes that, you know, people living in the hood and all that. I can see people getting offended by that, but people don't because they either realize that at one point this was acceptable or this is how things were, or they realize that this is a movie. This is a work of fiction in the context of this movie. That's the reality. And I have to accept that that doesn't change anything or it it shouldn't influence anything in my life and how I live my day to day life. And it shouldn't, and it doesn't generally change how other people see and interact with people of similar color, size, whatever. So I don't know. I, I just find it interesting. And and I, I get it. I understand their side of this, the, like the reason for them being upset about it. But at the same time, is it really that bad to or is that important to make a public complaint about this i don't know i I think a lot of it has to do with why and like i've heard some opinions being like why are you glorifying this psychotic activity well i mean if the movie came out in the 80s people would probably think it's some sort of masterpiece or like a psychotic thriller and it was way ahead of its time but when you look at some of like using metacritic as kind of a, a backsplash um, if you look at some of the reviews you see, you see film critics giving it, like there's some that give it a really high grade. There are some that are clearly paid for their reviews, IGN. And then there's a lot more realistic ones. Like, if you took out all the yellow reviews and below, the movie would probably average about an 80 from what it looks like here. But like a lot of this is just... It's, people are saying like a lot of the movie was pointless like the the film was far too long for um what it was some of it was unnecessary like how many more adaptations of the joker do we need and why is it that every single actor aside from like jack nicholas or jack nicholson um who's played the joker becomes worse for wear or dies after they've done the movie wait what happened to joaquin phoenix apparently he is now crazy Oh. And he stayed, well, and like Jared Leto was always crazy, but apparently, like, he was psychotic on the set of um, Suicide Squad. Yeah, but all, like Jim Carrey was the Riddler, just like uh, no, but it, in what movie when he was playing um, what's a uh, man in, man on the moon? Uh, Jimmy Hoff? No, not Jimmy Hoffa. Who are you Who talking about? Play? Jim Carrey played uh, this one guy. The cable guy, me, myself, and Jim Irene. Jim Carrey, no. It was like a, a real real person. Man on the Moon? Yeah, Man on the Moon. Who did he play in that movie? I can't remember his name. Jim Carrey, Man on the Moon. Anyway, so there's... Um, who is that? Andy Kaufman, that's who it was. So he was such... Uh, he got into playing that character Andy Kaufman so much that he and there's a documentary about this as well that um and and Jim Carrey says that he forgot who he was 
right? So and and that's just how some of these actors are, right? Like, okay, people might be saying that Joaquin Phoenix is crazy now because he played the Joker, but you know, he was probably and a lot of people that played the Joker get into that character. Like it's such a sadistic character that I I don't think a sane regular person can play it. You know what I mean? Like you have to get in that mindset. Yeah. But I think that's what makes those uh, performances so great. I don't know. I, I like. I'm planning on seeing this movie hopefully next week. Yeah, um, like I do want to see it. I'm always skeptical when it comes to Warner Brother films. Also, when somebody like Todd, like I, I saw a really good quote from Todd Phillips say because they asked him why he went into dra- uh, dramedy or a drama thriller, and he's like, "Well, I can't make comedy anymore because people are too sensitive." <coughs> Todd Phillips, as you know, is the creator of the Hangover series. Yeah. There are some really good quotes here, though, from Time Magazine. Phoenix is acting so hard you can feel the desperation throbbing in his veins. He leaves you wanting to start a GoFundMe page so he won't have to have, or so, sorry, so he won't have to pour so much sweat into his next job. (laughs) That's from Time Magazine. Are they saying, like, all his other work has been pretty bad? I mean,. He, he he's an okay actor. I mean, like I'm I'm interested to see the take on on the Joker. Obviously, you know, I I think the the studios have waited a significant amount of time to make a movie starring someone as the Joker, right? Yeah. Um, and it's very rare that we get a origin film about a villain. Well, I mean, it's like the second one we've had in two years. We've had Venom. Oh, yeah. But Venom's like, he's not exactly a villain, though. You know, Venom Venom, is like... Venom's a misunderstood symbiote. Yeah, like he's good and bad, but at the same time, like I wouldn't really call him necessarily a villain. And the way that movie portrayed him was not really a villain. Uh, Here's one. It says, Joker is a well-made movie with a killer performance from Joaquin Phoenix who seems to be born to play this role. But it kind of reminded me of opening a Kinder Surprise and being really depressed that there was a tiny little toy in there. Interesting. I don't understand the reference, because when you open a Kinder Surprise, you know that there's going to be a tiny little toy I th- in there. I think, I think it's the the performance was good by him, who was born to play the role, but there was just it was a, it was a hollow and shallow mm. film. I'm just picking random quotes from places that I see. I believe that one was from the Washington Post. See, and and uh, one of my one of my friends saw it the other the other day, and he says it's uh, an amazing movie. And, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, and I know that in past uh, episodes we've talked about taking critic reviews critically, um, but when it comes down to movies, really, who are you going to? Who are you gonna believe, or like, or really take their advice to see the movie? That's why I stopped critic? reading critic reviews. Exactly. I I will go to Rotten Tomatoes to view a movie's rating, but I generally uh, go based off of the audience score. The audience score for the Joker is a nine. And from the people that I've talked to that have seen it, I believe that. 
Yeah, like right? because these people are seeing the movie uh, because they want to, and they're going to give an honest opinion on that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's not the perfect movie, but the people that and, and and I have friends who disliked it. I have friends who think that it was a great movie for what it was, right? Yes. But yeah, I don't know. I it it's one of those movies that I'm I'm intrigued by. The trailers kind of like they piqued my interest. Not enough that I'm like, oh, I need to see this movie like opening night, you know, like like any other kind of superhero universe movie. Um it's I'm interested enough that I'm gonna make the effort to find time and go see it. Whereas other movies it's like oh yeah that movie came out i guess like if i'm bored one night i'll go see it uh but yeah yeah it's something that i have to see to really kind of gauge and i'm and i'm trying to go in with uh almost like a, a clean slate of an opinion for the movie i've heard from opinions from both sides of the spectrum on it so i have a general idea on like the average feeling for people um but i'm obviously have to make my own opinion i i think that's very fair like when i when i look at the movie i just i want to see it because i want to see it but the one thing i've heard across the board from moviegoers not so much critics is the film's far too long and i I don't know if that's because all of hollywood is just continually like trying to pump out larger movies to get the most out of your 18 bucks but it's just it's far too long so some people aren't enjoying it because it's just too long like the avengers i could have sat there for another half hours like star wars the last jedi was too long okay Um, let me me rephrase the question then for you would you want to be depressed for two hours well I've, i've i've been depressed for would you pay money to go be depressed for two hours uh if, if that's the type of movie, you know what I mean? Like, nowhere has, in any of the advertisements and promotions for this movie, has it given the uh, a hint or an ounce of, you know, I don't know, whatever. Has it ever suggested that it's going to be more than a depressing movie? Yeah, like it doesn't scream comedy. Like, the, the trailer is depressing, right? Like... It literally is this guy down on his luck who is caring for an old woman. I don't know if it's his mother or whoever, uh, just trying to get by and keeps getting beaten down by life and the people around him. It's it. Nowhere in any of the trailers that I've seen have I thought, oh, yeah, this is going to be like an action-filled superhero flick. Yes, I'm super psyched for this. No, like I... I know going into it that this is a different kind of movie. And, With uh, a different feel. Yeah. I think you'd have to be kind of... Like, you'd have to be living under a rock and not knowing at all that this movie was even made to not have an idea on what kind of movie this was. Or is. Yeah, you're right. Um... As we segue from one depressing topic to another. Uh, We're going to talk fin- about the month of Luigi. <laughs> no, no, that'll be a happier time. That's depressing. 
Um, no, I was going to actually segue into um, the depressing news out of Bethesda that Doom Eternal will be delayed till March. And the internet is not having it. Which, really, guys? Really, I, internet? I, well, I mean, some people, I think the standard for Bethesda is you're going to release a buggy game. <laughs> so people are okay with it. But, like, but, okay, November to March, it's, what, six months? Not even? Yeah, that's six months that they could be playing, like, any other games. And how many games are coming out between now and three weeks from now? Hell, the end of November, the next two months. There's there's a, at least half a dozen notable games. Yeah, but it's Doom. People have been waiting for this title for, like, two years. Yeah, well, they can wait six more months. Can they? Would you? Oh, like, are you a huge Doom Eternal fan? Did you want to get it? Did you want to play it at the beginning, or what? What's What's your take? I'm I'm like indifferent. I enjoy the Doom game. Um, I remember playing the closed beta for Doom way back. Um, the game is good. It's great. It's a lot of fun, but it's not like one of those games that I uh, go out of my way to play. And in fact, I'm pretty sure the online community for the original, like the Doom, what year was that? Like 2015? For the last one? I think so. Yeah, the online community for that died down fairly quickly. All right. Well, so my well, my. I'm kind of surprised that there's such an outrage for it because, guys, it's just another Doom game. Like, you guys have Borderlands three to play, and Death Stranding's coming out, and uh, Microsoft. I'm sure they have some sort of mediocre first-party game, and Nintendo's got Pokemon, Lu- uh, Luigi's Mansion. And a whole bunch of other third-party games coming out. Like I don't know. It's I don't see a big deal. Like delays happen. You 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 can't. What what's the saying? You can't. Um, a, a a released or a rushed game is never good, but a delayed one can be moderately okay. I'm pretty sure <laughs> nobody said that. Um, I, I do want. I want to call myself on a, a you you whoopseed. Before somebody calls me out for it, Doom Eternal is actually only published by Bethesda. It's actually developed by ID Software. Oh yeah. Um. So, uh, just just from their their release, um, uh, it said throughout the development of Doom Eternal, our goal has been to deliver a game that exceeds your greatest expectations across the board. To make sure we're delivering the best experience, the Doom Eternal, uh, sorry, for Doom Eternal to live up to our standards of speed and polish. We've made the decision to extend our launch date by a few months to March 20, 2020. I like that. 03, 2020, That's kind of cool. And on top of that, you get Doom 64 if you pre-order it. I was getting there. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> we know many fans will be disappointed by this delay. We are confident that Doom Eternal will deliver a gaming experience that was worth the wait. In addition to shifting the Doom Eternal launch date, we've made a couple of changes that we wanted you to know about. Invasion mode, which will allow you to enter another player's game as a playable demon. <laughs> we'll release this as a free update shortly after launch. Okay, that one's cool. 
Doom Eternal for Nintendo Switch will release after the other platforms. And we will announce the date in the future. So it's going to Switch. Wasn't originally. Doom 64 will be available on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC in addition to Nintendo Switch, which we knew about the Nintendo One, but this is awesome that it's going to the other platforms. Uh, We are adding Doom 64 as a pre-order bonus for Doom Eternal on all platforms, so you'll be able to download and play the classic game for free just for pre-ordering Doom Eternal. Does that mean you're going to get it digitally? Because I'd like to play Doom 64 tomorrow if I could. Yeah, it is digital, but you can't download it until March 20th. Bullshit. Yeah, I I thought about that too. I'm like, you know what? If I pre-order, but there's no way to stop people from pre-ordering, getting the digital code, and then canceling the pre-order. Yes, because you want to bet this is what's going to happen. You remember my big beef with EB Games? That pre-order bonus is going to be $89.99 instead of $79.99. They're not going to refund you for it because they won't refund you for digital content. So it's got to be printed. The code has to be printed on the receipt. Or if you order from Amazon or Best Buy, they're going to email you the code. And you'll get emailed the code like three months after you uh, pre-order. I don't know. Amazon's pretty good about it. Like You get your codes well before. That is an interesting thing, though, because Doom 64 wasn't coming out for the other platforms that we were aware of. All right. EB Games has their Doom Eternal pre-order bonus page. Uh, The Rip and Tear pack includes a digital copy of Doom 64, uh, Doot Reverent Player Skin to use in battle mode, Cultist Base Master level, a remixed version of the campaign level, um throwback shotgun weapon skin and that's about it my argument here is and some skins the wording on where they put their commas the wording here is you get the game for free just for pre-ordering doom which means you could cancel your pre-order and still get doom 64 to me anyways based off the grammatical situating of this sentence the sentence structure tells me I get the game for free if I pre-order it. I don't have to buy the game. I just have to pre-order it. I'm yeah, not saying so that we should go exploit inc- that. Unless they include a code in the, in the the case for the digi- like the download of Doom 64. Like Fallout 4 came with a free copy of Fallout 3. But it was a digital like it was a code in the game, right? Yeah, but it came with a free copy. This is pre-order. Mm-hmm. And see, that's what I—that's—that's that's the thing, though. I—I I hate it when games say, "Oh, pre-order to get this free shit," right? But you still have to buy the pre-order, fucking game. Pre-order bonus stuff, but then it's a code in the game, like in the case, and it's—it doesn't matter if you pre-order because everyone who just goes out and buys it day one, hell, even month one. And sometimes even like a year later, you can still find the day one copies with the pre-order bonus code in the game case. That's how I got a second copy of the Fractured Butthole. Or no, um, I bought a second copy of the Fractured Butthole just so I could get the Stick of Truth digitally. And then I returned Fractured Butthole. You're a bad person. I'm a bad, bad man. Yeah, I don't know. I'm... I'd be interested to see what the internet makes of that part. I purposely didn't read all the 
um, the add-ons until I was reading it with you guys. However, I do believe that depending on the wording, like, I mean, I could order, I, well, maybe I'll pre-order it on Amazon right now and see if any email comes up because you don't pay for anything when you pre-order on Amazon, right? Uh, this is true. Yeah, that could, that could be a, that could be a thing. If it's a shipped with purchase, then that's another thing. But who knows, right? Only they do. Um, that being said, I mean, I'm not surprised. The last few games that Bethesda has released haven't gone over the greatest. So this is an opportunity for them to be like, okay, ID, get your shit together. Make yeah, sure. make us look good. <laughs> yeah, make us look good because Rage 2 kind of fell flat. And Vault seventy or Fallout seventy six was just dog poop. Oh, I didn't even. I totally forgot that Rage two came out. Didn't it? I thought it did. It did. No, I, I totally forgot that it did. <laughs> because it fell like super. Like it had such a huge promotion rate. That came out in May. Wow. And I wonder if you get what what it uh, it's worth right now. And there was the uh, there was the whole pre-order bonus that it, you got. If, I think if you pre-ordered from Walmart or something like that, you got the uh, cover art, not final image, which is kind of cool. Which is funny because Walmart leaked leaked the uh, the game. Speaking of which, Walmart did it again. What did they leak? They didn't leak. They released the Genesis Classic two weeks early. Oh yeah. How? How is it still a thing? Oh, God, they're so dumb. Every year, they just, like, they have, like, do you remember when Nintendo almost pulled all their products because of the release mm-hmm. of Sun and Moon? Mm-hmm. Oh, how are all these people already playing Pokemon Sun and Moon? Oh, it's buying it at Walmart. But, you know, Walmart has so much money that they're just like, okay, sorry, Nintendo, we'll pay the fine. Yeah, but the, like Nintendo just gets more and more pissed off. I know, and and one thing you don't want to do is piss off Nintendo. Yeah, especially of the month of Luigi. But we'll get to that in a minute. Red Dead Redemption Two. Speaking of pissing people off, can you imagine waiting for a game to release and it comes out an uh, an hour, a year and a half after the game came out on PC, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, you need double the storage your Xbox needed to play this game." On your crisp PC, coming in at a whopping 150 megabytes, 150 just for storage. For sta- for storage, yeah. For what? Sorry, what game was this? Red Dead Two. 150 megabytes. Yeah. Me- megabytes. Oh, gigabytes. Sorry. <laughs> you could have you could have had me on that one for a while because I yeah. would have been like, yeah, megabytes, man. Fuck. Man, my 386 can barely run this game. <laughs> could you ran? imagine? Dude, Could you imagine in like K RAM. the land of reboot <laughs> incoming game, yeah. and it's literally just this massive square that can't ha- like it can't handle it. So that's gotta be 150 to... megabytes. I would love to see like a reboot, 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 but same people, and some they just upgrade the like the processor or something like that. You could do thing. you could do it with different voices and nobody would ever know the difference. Yeah, like oh, that would be cool if they like the the user upgraded the computer with like a better video card. So now they all look the same, but the the games that they're in 
are just like they're in so wow. like photorealistic. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, Get on that, whatever company made that. What were the that. bad guys' names? It was Hexadecimal. She was the bad guy. Well, she was the virus, right? Uh, Megabyte was the the bad guy. Megabyte. Reboot TV show. Uh, we have gone so far off the rails. It's amazing. Oh yeah, that was a Canadian company too. Who that made it? that. Who did it? Uh, what company. I don't know. Canadian animated series. That's helpful. Uh, production company Mainframe Entertainment. Of course. Alliance Communications, seasons one to three. Shaw, season three. High T Entertainment. Oh, that was Europe distributor. Bro, that show had four seasons. Uh, yeah, four seasons. I'm trying to think of all their names. There and was, there was a movie too. There was Bob, Enzo, Dot, the clearly racist Japanese television. That was like Mr. Miyagi. Mm, I can't remember his yeah. name. Um, there was Hexadecimal, Matrix, Matrix, Matrix was Adult Enzo. Oh, Hexadecimal was like that red-looking Harley Quinn thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Captain Capacitor, Old Man Pearson, Hack and Slash. Hack and Slash were like the two like banger bros, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the um? You know exactly what I'm talking about. That that the the, the clearly racist television. What was his name? Fong. Fong. <laughs> he wasn't racist at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there was somebody named like Kilobyte or something. Yeah, there's Kilobyte. Um, there was Mike see. the TV. Mouse. The, the TV was that... guy. There was Mouse. Yeah. Was there a keyboard as well, or am I just I guessing? Know. Either way, what a cool concept. For those of you who have not seen Reboot, the episodes are on YouTube. They're blotchy as hell, but it's literally about these people that live inside of a computer and keep the computer safe. And games would load up or software would load up, and they had to like fight off viruses inside those games. Yeah, and if they died in the games, did they die from the computer? I can't I'm remember. I'm sure they had to beat the user. Man, that that the the user is terrible at games. When you think about it, that show ran from two thousand or nineteen ninety four to two thousand and one. Yeah, that's seven seasons of television. <laughs> well, it says here four oh, you know, seasons, but this wow. is hilarious. So, a reimagined live action slash CG animated series reboot, The Guardian Code, was announced in 2015, and the first 10 episodes debuted on Netflix worldwide, excluding Canada. Wait, so there's like a, a brand new version of reboot out there that we haven't seen? Apparently, because they. That doesn't make Like, why would they do that? Oh, it was on YTV. So, we could find it on YouTube then. What was it called? A reboot? The Guardian Code. Interesting. Game not found. Game not f- or no, that was Richie Rich. Dad not found. Reboot. Well, sorry, I lost it. The Guardian Code. Got it. I've just added that to my list of things I'm going to go try and find later. Oh, it's live action. 
Ew. That's kind of gross. This looks terrible. Well, oh my god, what is this? It's a good thing we're not in a, the... Uh, Maybe what we'll do... You know what will be fun, David? One day, uh, in the next coming weeks, we will watch an episode together over the podcast, not have it visually, or... are they, They're on YouTube, right? Uh, I believe so. Well, copyrights aside, because it's on YouTube, somebody's probably already shared it. We will post our audio reaction. We'll try and get this done. And we will watch this terrible show with you guys live. Obviously, you won't hear what's going on in the show. <laughs> We're just going to talk about what's going on in the show. Yeah, like it'll be like those uh, those kids react videos, except it'll be adults react to the butchering of their childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking so, of butchering of their childhoods. It's the month of Luigi. It's the month of Luigi. <laughs> But the PS5 is oh, yeah. finally PS5 alive. Came out. PS5 was announced officially too. All right, we're going to talk about the month of Luigi because this is a joke and it's short, just like the month of Luigi. Nintendo, as or as people know, the new Luigi's Mansion game comes out on October 31st. Nintendo thought it would be great to make October the month of Luigi. Why? Because Luigi's Mansion is coming out on the last day of the month. Wow! Have it. The month of Luigi. Why did they? Why are they releasing that game? Like it's a it's it's a ghost game, right? But like, it's on Halloween. They release you know, it on Halloween. Okay, November first. It's full fledged Christmas stuff. I don't know. I think. Let's see what it's competing with at the end of the month. I feel like they should have released it either like this this weekend or like this week or or next week. Maybe Nintendo just looked at their money situation. This like obviously they print their own money, but like maybe Nintendo they has at... so much money that they could run they they could not release anything for a decade and still have enough money to pay for everything. I can see one game, I can see two games. I can see when the hell does Animal Crossing come out? Isn't that also in November? March 20th, 2020. Ah! Uh, wow. And so does Doom Eternal. I'll be playing Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing at the same time. Blood and Demons, and then... Yeah. Tom. And then paying off... Paying off... Tom uh, Hook. <laughs> blood and Demon. A um, bloody demon. I think the reason might be that Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games comes out five days later, so they want to have it kind of its own release and we all know that once november 15th comes around it's pokemon sword and shield okay nintendo made 9.9 billion dollars in the fiscal year last year yes but look at nintendo's two target audiences one of them can't afford to buy games all the time and the other's trying to like squeak like the luigi's mansion 3 is for adults. Let's be real. It's for people who played it before. Pokemon. Apparently Nintendo has so much money in the bank, it could lose money every year until 2052. I don't know where the math comes from, but yeah, they got like over $10 billion. All right. So my bank. argument here is if you're a parent, right? Okay. Are you going to, you're going to be like, oh man, Luigi's Mansion. And then 15 days, I'm going to have to buy another game for my kid. What people live in. Coming out in 15 days. Pokemon Sword and Shield right after. Oh shit! I thought 
Oh, so, yeah, that comes out in, like, the 15th or something. So, like, Nintendo's strategically releasing their big launches paycheck to paycheck for idiots like us. Who are you calling an idiot? I said idiots like us, like you and I. I, I traded in games to get more credit so that I pay less. Have you already pre-ordered? <laughs> yeah. So, But there's I, no uh, bonus. There's no benefit to pre-ordering Pokemon. Uh, the only benefit of pre-ordering Pokemon is that um, if I, I I had like a bunch of game credit, so if I use that credit towards a game within three weeks of its launch or pre-order, then I you get, get more it credit. for fifty bucks. Like I I, I fifty dollars credit gets me a, a brand new game for free. So, or for whatever you know what I mean, fifty bucks. Is this at uh, our friends at Microplay? Yeah. So. That's actually the, really the only reason why I will pre-order games generally is uh, if I can get it for substantially cheaper than if I were to buy it new elsewhere. Because if the game sucks... Which it won't because it's Pokemon. Yeah, I can still trade it in a week later and still get like 45 bucks for it. I could sell it for $70 on Kijiji. On Kijiji? Yeah, right? So I I could easily make back the the money that I spent on it. And I or I could not and keep that, the game. <laughs> November just looks like an expensive month. But more on that later. And I just want to point out really quickly that the month of Luigi we skipped over because he's a forgotten brother and nobody cares about Luigi. Nintendo doesn't even care about him. I, I guess the, a few years ago when like the Wii U was still a viable purchase option, um, they had the year of Luigi, and that was actually Nintendo's worst financial year in oh, a very long Sup- time. Super Mario or Super Luigi Bros. Deluxe U. Super Luigi U. Yeah, but it was also on the Deluxe, right? Well, so... If you buy the Switch version of Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, it comes with Super Luigi U on it. But they released that game for the Wii U as a separate, completely separate entity. Yeah. And it's hard. Man, I love Luigi. He's he's my favorite character to play as. How often do you play as him in Mario Kart? Every time. Really? Yeah, I would say I would say nine nine out of ten times I'll play as as Luigi. Who's your 10th? Uh, Link, actually. See, I didn't really like Link when he was added to the game. I don't know why. I just felt like he looked awkward and his bike looked stupid. Well, I, I think it's hilarious how he's too big for the cart. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of Black Yoshi. Not regular Yoshi. I use Black Yoshi. Um, the girlfriend likes to use Yoshi as well. It's funny because all of her likes are my likes. So, I like using Kirby and Pikachu in Smash Brothers. She likes using Kirby and Pikachu. I don't understand. It just, it's the way it is and the way she goes. You know? Yeah. Um, so, going back to the PS5, we don't know a lot. We know it's going to have an SSD. We know the dev kit looks super cool. Looks like a big V DVD Sonos player. But we don't know much else. We know it's going to be optimized for up to 8K. 
But we don't know anything 8K. else. Um, we know that there has been lots of talks that it needs to be fully backwards compatible with the PS4. Yeah, cough, cough, super fail. Um, because, yeah, they failed at doing that with the PS3. Saying that it was not possible. And then Microsoft comes around and be like, oh, yeah, if, you know, you put the time and effort into it, you can make it happen. Which is um, why I, I will say a year from now when we're still recording this podcast or we've changed this name three times that Microsoft won this generation. I don't even think it was close. I don't know. It's hard to say on, on the console support and making games accessible for people. 100%, right? Like game pass is by far the greatest value in gaming history ever. Um, but for support of creating new games and and funding for developers and console exclusive games, I'd have to say uh, Sony is kind of way ahead. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, I still think like Sony separated itself in the. We're great at making single game player or single player games market. Mm-hmm. This but is true. when you talk to people, like when I go, Hey, what console do you have? It's like, Oh, I play PlayStation. Oh, what what do you play? Well, MLB the show, The Last of Us. Oh, I play a few different like exclusives. Like they just like name off game like, oh, I play God of War and I play Spider Man. I'm like, Oh, so games you can't play with people. And they're like, Well, what do you have? I'm like, Well, I have an Xbox. And I was like, What do you play? And I'm like, Oh, whatever's on Game Pass. Play a lot of NHL. Still play some Fallout. Oddly, still playing Minecraft every once in a while. Just whatever comes up. I'll play. Doesn't matter. Like, Game Pass? Are you kidding me? I can get Gears 5 for no for a dollar? That's it. A dollar. I mean, it's kind of a bitch that you have to... Like, I have to upgrade my hardware. Or my hard drive again. Because the terabyte and a half I have isn't good enough anymore. You know, you could delete some games, right? I do delete games. There are some games that I keep my save files for. Yeah, but those are uploaded to the cloud. You're the cloud. You don't need to have the game installed to... No, you're not. You're not wrong. There are some games that I'm like, oh yeah, I'll load it up. Like, I think, was it you that, um... Well, I downloaded Battlefield Five because you were like, "Yeah, we should play it." And then we never played yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still I, I still want to play that game. I just don't have my Xbox where I am ninety nine percent of the time. Well, then maybe you should just move in with her and take your Xbox and live there. Maybe. I that mean, involves a that that requires a ring apparently. Oh really? Yeah. Ah, see, I skipped that step. Yeah, that's a that's a discussion for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's go back to the PS5 Alive before we um, conclude with our... Oh, man, that's what they should do. They should join a sponsorship with Five, with Alive. Five Alive. Does Five and Alive they... still exist? Oh, yeah. When was the last time you had a Five Alive? I don't know, but I, I, I stocked a cooler with them, like, last week. Feeling fine. They make five. the orange juice. Yeah. Yeah, it's still still there but can you imagine like getting a a custom looking ps5 console with you know fruits 
oranges, limes, lemons, grapefruit, can, can pineapple. I, can I make a prediction? And it could be scratch and sh- <laughs> I'm getting so excited. It could be scratch and sniff. Uh, Sony, you're welcome. I think Sony doesn't like to have fun. If oh yeah, because they don't really make they oh, don't do they... it. They're not fun people. No, they don't really. They're they're special edition consoles. It's like oh the fifty million PlayStation Four edition, the classic PlayStation, gray, white, black. The white PlayStation was cool, but I was just like, man, that'd get dirty in my apartment. Oh, I have a I have the white PS4 Pro. And, but um, do, has it discolored at all? No, oh, it's bad. it's still white. Um, yeah, Microsoft is really black. Microsoft is really good with uh, creating those promotional custom limited edition consoles. Do you know why? And this is not even like me being like a Microsoft biased anything. I think Microsoft still knows who its customers are. It knows, like, it, it's why, or its golden circle is it knows um, how to deliver, like, a hands-on experience to customers like no other. Their customer service is amazing. Have you ever called Sony's customer experience? Like, customer service? It's awful. Oh, yeah, it's awful. But, like, I remember, so the mall I work in has a Microsoft store, and we had a power outage. And we walked down um, just to see, like, if one of our other stores was operating. And there was a line four stores long to get into the Microsoft store for a kid's birthday party and, a, uh, a, I believe it was a Fortnite tournament. These kids were all under the age of, like, 15. Microsoft knows how to keep their, their fans engaged. They know how to keep people playing and they know, like the next generation, they're they're gonna, they they've already done all the the pre work. Sony, if if I remember correctly, the best part of their entire PS4 reveal was where he handed the game to the other person. <laughs> yeah, it was like, true. here you go, and that was the only time Sony has been ahead. Like, yeah, they released their console first. Sure, I'll give them credit for that. That was a timing thing. But, like, when you watch this whole thing go down, I think you're going to see Microsoft and Nintendo take one and two. But also, when the PS4 was released, it was a very, very bare-bones system. That sounds like an excuse, because remember, when the Xbox was released, people said, and I quote, it's a a fancy DVR. It doesn't do anything else. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I feel like Sony... Rush, rushed the release of the PS4 to get ahead. To get ahead, yeah. Because, like, even things like um, I, I just remember th- there was some like basic stuff. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember my buddy and I got the PS4 at launch or whatever. And there was like just certain things that we c- could do on the PS3 that was not even an option on the oh, the PS4. Um, and they just had like some stupid you know quality quality of life things that just weren't there like uh, now if you press the option button on a game you have to go all the way down to the bottom of like the pop-up menu to select delete game yeah when the ps4 first launched that was the first option 
And you'd accidentally delete. I remember that. I would constantly accidentally delete games, and there was like no confirmation or anything like that. It just did it. Do you remember Xbox's biggest flaw? Uh, other than the UI? Xbox One Off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could just like yell that from across the room. People could yell it through the microphone and shut That's down true. people's Xboxes. Would you like to turn off? Wait, what? <laughs> Did you hear the 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 uh, big news recently from Microsoft for the Xbox? And they're partnering with Google Assistant or with Google, and the Google Assistant is going to be on the Xbox. Yes, and Windows is adapting Google's Assistant, and Cortana is unfortunately going to sleep. I believe. That's okay. Cortana is awful. My laptop can probably hear me right now. It's like, what did you just say? Because yeah. I still and have Cortana, but I don't have it working. Yeah, I have it pretty much disabled. Um, yeah, because they also announced that soon, like their their phone app that allows you to get all your notifications from your phone, like your Android phone on your PC. Yep. Uh, I guess they're updating it so you can make calls from your phone through your PC. Which I granted, you know, um, Apple has had that for quite some time, but this is a big step because this is not a direct Microsoft product. But we're also getting <laughs> way off course again, which is kind of surprising. I mean, oh, I mean, this kind of segues into what you were saying. I know this isn't the topic we were heading to, which is our final topic. Um, but it kind of surprises me when. You hear about all these updates. Why didn't Microsoft and Google just get together? And instead of Stadia coming out. Why, why uh, didn't, why didn't they just do their own because, thing? Because Microsoft is offering or working on the, uh, the, the streaming service. I thought about pre-ordering it because you get the console super cheap. Or like the, the box. The Stadia the, thing? Yeah. Yeah, I, I looked at it, but I don't want to pay the money. Well, I don't want to pay $16 a month for that when I already pay for Xbox Live. Yeah, exactly, right? And and if I'm going to... If if we're going to be able to turn our home console into a streaming box that they say is going to be the same quality regardless of where you're at, why would I pay for another service that can do that? when I'm going to have the Xbox Scarlet, right? And if I can do that from home, okay, I'm going to do that from home. Well, the the, the other half has told me, because she was like, oh, I saw the PS5 was coming out. Are you interested? I was like, eh. She's like, is Xbox coming out with another one? I was like, yeah. And she's like, you only get one. <laughs> I was like, oh. So that... that that's where I'm at now. What and let, you, and you only get one. Man. Yeah, exactly. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> but let's let's fast forward a year from now. You and I are super famous because somebody was like, seen on screen podcast is the best podcast ever. Then they give us some sort of TV show. Then our office has five Xboxes, three PlayStations, 18 Switches, three DSs. It doesn't matter. We have them all. Let's just go with it. Just go with it. Yeah, I'm going with it. Yeah, that's Where good. are you going with this? That that's then we'll have all the consoles we possibly need. So don't worry. Oh, about okay. It. 
And then okay. you'll you'll work your side gig doing the profession that you you are doing. I will work my side gig doing the profession the uh, profession that we're doing, and our office will be in the middle. It's fine. We got this. <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll just both have to commute an hour to to record. Um, would you like to do? I'm going to give you the choice. Would you like to do games of the month, or would you like to hear a quick story, or would you like to do? Games of the month and then quick story after, to close it. Uh, out. yeah, let's do that. Okay. It's a good. It's a doozy of a story. It's yeah, a good so one. Let's though. end on a. Let's end the show on a high note. Let's end on the doozy. All right. So, uh, October. We are going to do the whole month today. Uh, the reason being, uh, we have some cool stuff kind of planned for the next two weeks, including halloween and like we have some scheduling stuff that's coming up so we're gonna make sure that we still get you guys hopefully that one a week that you so desperately crave but we want to make sure that we do all this month now because there's so many games that we missed so many games coming out and a lot of our content for the next two weeks or two months is going to be us playing games hands-on and telling you all about them so here's what you've missed so far between one and nine or 10, sorry. Um, Call of Duty Mobile finally landed on iOS and Android. I've been playing the beta for the last month. It's a lot harder now. But Wait, you didn't tell me. Have you not been playing the beta? Well, well, no. I played the game when it released like two days ago. Oh, yeah. I've had it for a while. And oh. all my rank, like myself and another person that I work with had it. Every single ranking you had from the beta is gone. I was like, damn. Um, Destiny 2 Shadowkeep dropped. Destiny fans are super, super excited about this. And is Destiny 2 not going free to play? I don't know if the Shadowkeep is. Unless you buy that physical copy, then no, you get everything. I, I think, like, the base game and then, like, a whole bunch of, like, uh, DLC content is free. Which is... Or is going free shortly. Yeah, like, the Taken King is going to be free and stuff soon. Um, Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation for the PS4. That's not going to be one that I'm even close to trying, buying, or waiting for. I would play it if it was super free and a demo. Um, One Night Stand for Xbox and PS4 is a game that David would like. It's a visual novel video game developed by Kinmoku. Players take on the role of a man who wakes up from a drunken one-night stand beside a stranger and must piece together his whole night. Wait, is that the sequel to Dream Daddy? <laughs> no. It is not, but that game just came out. Um, wow, there's a lot of visual novels that just came out. So we're going to skip those. Yeah, apparently those. people are into that. Uh, and go with the Ghostbusters, the video game remastered. If I remember correctly, it's the one from 2009. And David is choking on something, so I will just keep vamping like a homie. Okay, uh, sorry, what? <laughs> Ghostbusters, the video game remastered, the 2009 game. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I wonder. But... I did, I haven't seen pricing on it yet. I can't imagine it'd be more than 40 I, I feel like $40 is too much for it, though. Okay, so what is your limit for trying, buying, or... I'd say for that one, I'd buy it at, like, $30. You would buy it at $30. Now, what if it was on... Like, so, you're, like, you didn't pre-order it. Obviously, I didn't either. But are you saying bargain bin? Uh, no. Because it's a pretty good game. 
I, I have it already, like, the on PC. Um, like, the original. Uh, so, it, it, it's good enough that I, I enjoyed the game enough that I would purchase it, like, the remastered edition, but at a $29.99 Canadian dollar price point. Well, then, I'm sorry, friend. You are not getting it unless it goes on sale, because it is $39.99. I will, oh, that's not too bad, though. I will get it Black Friday because you know what? Black Friday, I'm going to go in there. I have a specific list of stuff I want to get Black Friday, and I bet you this game's like $19 Black Friday. Oh, probably. We, we will do a wild Black Friday prediction soon enough. Um, One Night Stand then dropped on <laughs> Nintendo Switch a day later because, you know. Is that the prequel to Dream Daddy? <laughs> no. Um, what do we got here next? We got Trine 4, The Nightmare Prince came out for all platforms except... Oh, yeah, for all platforms. That's crazy. Um, lots of just like, um, whatchamacallit, indies. Uh, Ukulele came out and The Impossible Liar. I, I remember the original game from 2017. So I think it's just a, another remaster. Um, and then we had Corpse Party Blood Drive come out, which is a survival horror, which looks like one of those Japanese RPGs, comic kind of telltale games. Um, now here's where all the good games are coming out. Um, a re-release of, or sorry, a new grid game comes out this weekend, which is cool. Um, racing games are always awesome. Oh yeah, a- Asphalt 9. Just released on the Switch. I think like two days ago. I'm looking here and I don't see it. It's like a free-to-play. Uh, but it's actually pretty fun. It's kind of like, uh, do you remember the Burnout games? Yep. Where you can like blow up other racers? It's kind of like that. Um, well, that's interesting. There's a, there's a game here that had my interest. It was released for PC about a year ago. It's called Frostpunk. It's a city-building survival game. Look kind of cool. But I, I haven't seen like any sort of media or advertising for it. So I'm not sure like where you would buy it. Like I'm just looking for... Or EB selling it as a pre-order for $49.99. The game's also been delayed according to this website. So this is not accurate coming out later this month um what game did you just say asphalt asphalt 9 i don't see it here i think it's asphalt asphalt for nintendo switch yeah asphalt 9 legends when did it come out uh switch let me see switch February 26 that's not right all right so oh, well you <laughs> the initial release date because it, it was on iOS Android Windows 10 uh, Nintendo switch two days ago I, oh, I, there I, we go. I don't believe you uh, October 8th so yesterday. <laughs> I was playing it yesterday. 
There you go. Uh, next up, one of the bigger games coming out this month, and the 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 first of many big games here. You have The Witcher 3 coming out for Switch on the 15th, and it's the Wild Hunt Complete Edition. So you're getting the entire Witcher 3 for the Switch. You're also getting Overwatch The Legendary Edition. Same day, Switch is dropping two massive titles. Big time fun. Overwatch is actually clocking in at fifty four ninety nine, which is super surprising to me. Because you can buy Overwatch for PS4 and Xbox One for twenty bucks right now on sale, but it goes for like thirty bucks. And it, it, where are you buying it for twenty dollars on sale? Best Buy has it right now, nineteen ninety nine. You're full of crap. Have I ever lied about sales? Uh, yeah. Overwatch um, Game of the Year Edition, forty nine ninety nine. For on what's it? Where what? EV Games. I was looking up The Witcher just so we had yeah. an idea. So I was already on the website. <laughs> the Witcher Three Wild Hunt Complete. I just want to know this price as well. Holy shit! For the Switch, it is seventy nine ninety nine. Yep. That game's three years old. It comes with a bunch of shit though. Yeah, it's still three years old. I know. Um, next up we have Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Complete Edition for the Nintendo Switch. Ice Age is still producing games. We have Scratch Nutty Adventure coming out for the Switch, PS4, and Xbox. Plans vs. Zombies, The Battle of Neighborville, and Ring Fight Adventure for the Nintendo Switch. I'm shocked that Plans vs. Zombies hasn't hit Switch yet. Yeah. It's such a good game. It's fun. It's fast. It's one of those games where, oh, I have 15 minutes to hit the bus. Well, I can at least play two games. You know? It's a good game. It's a good game indeed. Um, I don't think I would get into the the situation in which I would be ordering any of these games. Um, We have WWE 2K20, which is a popular sports franchise for a lot of people. David, that's wrestling. For, uh, I know what WWE is. Oh, yeah? What is it? Wee! It's the World Wrestling Entertainment Federation. Yes. <laughs> um, biggest game of the month by a lot of people's standards is going to be Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I'm not going to lie to you. I'll be getting this one. Modern Warfare takes you back to your roots. I mean... They're as creative as Fast and the Furious by releasing the same title. Legitimately, like Modern Warfare. I guess it was Modern Warfare or Call of Duty 4. This is just Modern Warfare. But the game looks good. There's no more jetpacks. It looks like it's going to be fun, old-school Call of Duty with new stuff. Um, Harvest Moon, the Mad Dash, is coming out for uh, Switch and PS4. Resident Evil 5 and 6 are both dropping for the Switch. And we also have a Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD coming out. Vampir, Yakuza 4 for PS4. Finally. That's the re-release, right? From uh, uh, 2009, yeah. Yeah, so that's like the one of the HD remasters that they did from the two, like the PS3 version. And it's like the digital editions coming out. The physical edition with like Yakuza 3. Th- three four and five comes out in february and finally 
in the month of Luigi. Some jack-offs. I can't even click on the game because there's no hyperlink for it. There's a game coming out for Windows, Nintendo Switch, and PS4 called Ghost Parade on the 31st. The month of Luigi was ruined by the Ghost Parade. Ghost Parade. So there you have your October. What titles do you like? I'm going to get Luigi Mansion. Luigi Mansion? I like it. Luigi's Mansion. Okay. That's about it. That's it? That's it? That's it? Yeah. Um, Maybe, maybe, see, the last time I bought Call of Duty, uh, I think it was uh, someone that I know told me to get it. Oh, yeah, that was you. And then we played, like, three games. Hey, I was playing with Devo and them for quite a bit of time, and then we discovered Rainbow Six. And then that's all we played. Nonstop. I wish I could get that time back. Um, not, not necessarily the gaming with the boys, but... Man, that game. I lost a lot of hours to that game. Um, yeah, I, for me, Call of Duty is going to be the big one. I'm I'm interested in Frostpunk if I could try it. Seems like my kind of fun. I like world building games, and that's pretty much it for me. I don't I don't see myself rushing to the store to get anything else. It's a, it's gonna be a quiet October. Although if what you're saying is true and the Game of the Year edition of um, Overwatch is available for $20 at a Best Buy. I might be uh, doing that. Because, like, there's, there's no point in not buying the one with all the DLC. Yeah, that's true. Although it just comes with a bunch of skins, though. It's, it's, it's like the Ultimate Edition or something like that. Isn't all the DLC free on Overwatch anyways? I have no idea. All right. So do you want my story? Yep. So yesterday, we went to an escape room. Spoilers ahead, because I'm going to ruin this room. So we went to an escape room. I won't say the location, but the whole they uh, they they do their normal prep for you, right? And then they're like, "You've been to an escape room, right?" Yeah. Oh, yes. So they put you on the blindfold, and then they literally walk you five feet down the hall for the illusion, right? Mm-hmm. And they start this the, they start the scenario, and you like you're in a sewer, or that's what it sounds like you're in. You're in this sewer, and they start building this scenario, and all of a sudden you hear a big bang. Like, what the fuck? So like, oh, we re- like we start walking around the room and they're like, oh, we realized that uh, like as you started, they open the door. They're like, we realized something went wrong, and we want to make sure you get your experience correct. So they just walk us out to the hall and they're like, what we're gonna do is we're gonna restart your clock and start you again inside, um, and you can just listen to the pregame again. Right? Like, okay, cool. So we go in and it turns out that this door that opened had to do with a switch pattern that was on the wall that we couldn't figure out for the longest time because it wasn't like the greatest lid in there, but there was no real indication as to what you were supposed to do. Like it just seemed really weird. So we finally figured out that puzzle and then we're stuck. All these buttons are on the wall and they all lit up. So you would just touch them and they would make like a sound. So you'd be like, what the fuck? Uh We touched every button at least twice. We tried to figure out combinations, everything. So 
they all of a sudden call in. They're like, you've been in this room for a while now. Would you like a hint? And we're like, okay, fuck it, whatever. So we're like, yeah, sure, we'll take the hint. They're like, find the green pipe and hit that button first. There's a sequence you must figure out. The sequence is random, so we wouldn't be able to tell it to you anyways. It's like, okay, fine. So we hit the one on the green pipe, and then it finally kicks off. I'm like, what the fuck? We've hit this pipe like three times. It's literally the first pipe that you see. It's like the most appealing one to hit, right? Like you, you're drawn towards this pipe. So we figure this one out and then we get through like a few of the other puzzles in the next room and you like go through this, like, like it's actually pouring water in there Uh and like you're getting splashed on and stuff. So we figure out that part then we move on to the next room again, like the, the, the puzzles aren't working properly. Like the game literally was broken. Because you would do something, do something, do something, do something, do something. And then finally, after like the eighth attempt of doing the same thing, it would finally work. You'd be like, okay, what the fuck? We didn't end up finishing the escape room. We lost. Like, the, like we hit the hour mark and we still, we got into the final part of the room. And with that, like she came in and she was like, oh, well, you guys didn't do it. We're going to explain it to you. I was like, I wouldn't want it explained to me. I want to come back and try and solve it, right? Yeah. So like one like in the last like minute we thought that that was it we were pretty much done right so we were like we figured out this math problem and then we put these rods into this thing and this other machine kicked off and then it turns out like this other thing opened up and we had to like come up like we had to come up with this whole chemical balance to like stop the virus from spreading and then after you did that which was already like a complicated enough puzzle like, even when she explained it to me, I don't know if I just turned off my listening ears or I was just like, you know what, fuck this, I'm done. Mm-hmm. So, after that, you get into this elevator. from the, like, And there's this piece of paper at the beginning of the, the, the whole map where it's like, depending on what elevator model you find, you have to like line up these numbers. I studied that sheet for long enough that I knew three meant eight on the green line. So, like, we're standing in there and the wires don't even connect properly. Like, you have to literally, like, hold them all in to activate this elevator, which literally just sprays you with water to disinfect you from the virus. Wait, you actually get sprayed? Yeah. Like, if you don't get into the elevator fast enough, you get a disinfectant spray. Like, you know, like, when you walk through, like, uh, like you're in a medical lab, it's like, shh, that kind of shit. I was so, like, not happy with this whole experience. I, like and the girl was like oh did you have a good time i'm like yeah it was really frustrating at the beginning you know and they're like well we gave you the hint i'm like yeah but we pushed that button a bunch of times like it's it's not our imagination that it didn't work you guys even warned us like on the way in that there was problems with the game so why didn't you just put us into a different game yeah you know? just stupid. did you get like a, a refund or like a a free play? No, but they gave me a, a, a discount because I liked them on social media. Oh, a 10% discount? It was like $3. Oh. Man, for two of us to go to an escape room, like we went in a group of four and it was like 125 bucks. Yeah, they're expensive. I had uh, the, the best coupon that I ever got was 50% off your booking, your entire booking. Damn, that's so, a good coupon. You you take 12 people to those ones or 10. Yeah, so I think it was like eight of us went and it ended up costing like for eight of us to go, it was like 50 bucks. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Um, Excuse me, sir. I have an Xbox. I don't play PlayStation. Oh, yeah. Well, this it's all on there. 
Maybe I'll order it online. I have it digitally, or get the digital code from Best Buy. So yeah, that's my uh, that's my terrible experience. And, uh, and like we've been to this escape room before, and we did it. This one, it was really cool. It was all pitch black, so you had to solve everything in the full dark. Oh, that's interesting. It was really How hard. Do you see stuff you, with your hands. Like my eyes are fairly good at correcting and low, like with no light. Mm-hmm. Plus, I use the trick where you like. The, there's clearly cameras in there that can see you. So right. if you stare up at the camera long enough and then look down, you'll be able to kind of like see shapes. So that's kind of like you would just like load your iris with a little bit of light and then look back down. Um, <laughs> but like some of the patterns and so and that was cool. Like you had to figure out like um, you were like trying to solve the murder of a dead girl, and it was like in a haunted house. I like you had to find like a, a clock radio and a whole bunch of stuff. It was it was kind of cool. That was a good experience. This one was not so much. I was uh I I was like I don't want to say I was embarrassed for not getting it because I feel like a th- that was a three difficulty, but it was not a three difficulty. Like the way yeah, and it's like how do they come up with these difficulty ratings? Well, the they don't like to describe this room. The first room, it has a bunch of pipes on the wall. At the end of each pipe, there is a red light. Or like a, a light switch. There's eight mm-hmm. switches on the wall, and there's four pipes with like switch patterns. So common sense would tell me I just had to figure out what way the switches went. In the center of the room, there's a box. In the box, there's a small indent. In the top of the box, it shows 12 o'clock. And on the right side of that same indent, it shows the arrow east. So that's 3 p.m. That That's all this room has. In the right or in the left corner, uh, facing away from the box, there is a uh, an oil drum with instructions for an elevator. When you feel around the room, you can clearly feel that there's a door that you have to go through. But you also see one pipe that doesn't have a pipe cap on it, so you think something's going to drop out of it. And literally, that was the first 20 minutes of our, our thing because the button didn't work. Like it, like once you figure out the pattern, like it was really quick. Yeah. Because you just I, fail and you reset the pat, like you reset it, right? Yeah, I've I've played a few escape rooms where we actually the first one that we did at uh, one of the new establishments in my city was, uh, we we were at the point where we needed a hint, so we pressed the button, and nothing came, and it took them ten minutes to give us a hint. And once that we got that hint, then we were out within like two, three minutes. So we finished the room, like we we completed the room, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you guys finished in like fifty fifty two minutes." And we're like, uh, "No, we finished it in forty minutes because you took ten minutes just to tell us the like the the one hint." You guys couldn't figure it out in that ten minutes. Embarrassing. Well, it was like it was some stupid obscure thing that we're like, "Oh yeah." There's no way I would have guessed that. It was dumb. Sometimes, like, they have, like, some rooms, you know, they they have stuff that's just super obvious. And then they have that one puzzle that you're like, oh, yeah, because, you know, I would ever think to look at that. Like, there was one, and it had, like, a bunch of, uh, like, uh, gas pipes with, um, with, like, needle valves on them. 
and when they were they weren't like active but we had to count up uh the number of like notches to get a, a number yeah. and there was three pipes with three different like the needle valves were at different numbers so we kept getting this number and we're like okay like what are we doing wrong and so then we got like a free hint and they're like uh the third one does not start at zero and we're like what like okay so then we we figured it out but then at the end we're like that still doesn't make any sense because the number is on the thing it literally has a zero where it starts so it just was like a that was a bad one and i think they said like a lot of people get caught on that part and we're like why don't you fix it then you know yeah just change, change it change the answer to what people generally get because like getting to that point where we figured out that we needed those numbers was difficult enough but it's like it, that part shouldn't be even more difficult because um it, like one little thing in a dark corner does not start at exactly the number that you, you would think it was right yeah that's why escape rooms are too expensive for what they are well i mean like they're, they're a good puzzle and it's a good social experience but like i'll tell you when we were in that last room and we thought like once we figured out this math problem and you like put it in you'd get the antidote and you'd be good to go the math problem like we looked at and we were like okay so it like had this whole like it showed you what every symbol was and what their weight you had to guess their weight based on the fact that um the weight or the beaker was one kilogram and the scale was even so then like it, it, it turned out to be like 13 a piece and then you had to like figure it out but like i was so dejected by that point just because we were having such a bad experience and they're mm -hmm. like well your time's up but we'll give you an extra 15 minutes because you guys started 15 minutes early We're like oh cool thank you but still it was like i just i felt so defeated like doing math under those kind of situations it's not a test and that's the thing is like we had to do one where yeah we had to do math and everyone was making me do it i'm like uh i'm not good at doing math under pressure like this <laughs> <laughs> i'm not good at doing math under regular pressure and, and uh this is this, this, the stereotype but um <laughs> angelo was with us and they're like oh <laughs> give her the pen because <laughs> she's good at math and she's like why and i was like because you're asian oh, everyone knows that and okay. it was true so she did the math <laughs> that's good though but i think that's where we're gonna leave it off tonight because we have lives and our lives are clearly not as important um just kidding but we do have some really exciting shows for you guys this month uh we're super excited for them we can't wait for halloween i think it's one of my favorite times of year um just to talk about scary movies cool costumes and uh video games inspired by halloween i think is what's coming up david uh, i believe you can confirm something it. like that yeah cool it is spooktober the spookiest time of the year so come back next week when we have the month of luigi part two as always i'm your host sean this is david uh your other host or your co-host with the most he is the people's champion have a good night everybody the people's choice no you're the champion now 